0: Entry 11, implementing a winning content strategy, LinkedIn post starts. So now weeks one, two, and three are behind you in your first marketing leadership role. The next priority for me is always setting a content strategy and direction. It's definitely the backbone of predictable and scalable marketing growth. So what are the steps? Number one, educate the team. Content can and should be a revenue driver in the same way as any other channel. Audit the current content, what's working and what's not, is there a pattern? Step three, take a day to conduct thorough keyword research. Most likely you do this um, during your interview anyway and during the task, but you need to be uncovering your highest intent, lowest difficulty keywords. What are those low-hanging fruit that you can get going on? Step four, research. What does the competition do well and not so well? What does your ICP engage with and where? Step five, build the next quarter's content plan around the results of one, two, three, and four. Ensure you build it around key pillars, match back to your SEO research and with content formats that can be used, content formats that can be used in I say in your lead gen tactics later I love how I stumble over that nowadays but this is the LinkedIn post so I'm keeping it as it was um step six create an activation strategy for the content what good is great content if its lifespan is one social post step seven don't over invest too soon track the new content start with blog posts and low resource content first is there traction if not pivot be agile and adjust LinkedIn post ends So I've talked a fair bit about content so far in this diary, but it's because I genuinely believe it can be such an important lever without having to spend huge amounts of money. Content is something I know and understand. So as a new CMO who wants to make the biggest impact with the smallest costs, I knew if I could invest a little of my own time to refine the process, that it could be built out into something long lasting. Content's something you can track for the most part anyway, and you can use the data available to you to deliver high value. For example, targeting high intent keywords for SEO. I really recommend anyone who's a new CMO getting involved in this process because it teaches you so much about who you're targeting. This helps to inform all your other decision-making. Getting down dirty in the content strategy gave me the insights I needed as a CMO to understand our buyer personas better. For example, at Cognizum, our buyer personas are sales and marketing leaders. And I felt like I knew the marketing persona as a marketer myself pretty well. Um, But again, I didn't want to assume, um, and there was still a lot of research to do, Um, to ensure that I had the evidence I needed to back up my thoughts. And then I didn't really know anything about the sales persona. I needed to learn what made them tick before I could really do any of the work of marketing to them. So developing the content strategy gave me the time to delve into the data around the content they engaged with and the messaging that resonated. And it was a really valuable experience. I needed to get into this level of insight and detail to really be confident in my plan moving forwards. looking at what was working what wasn't I learned that we had a good process in place where our SDRs would reach out to people who had downloaded ebooks however when it came to the content of those ebooks and how they were ideated written and published and promoted it all needed finessing there was a lot of room for improvement I felt the old process was simply marketing working as a sales function without having autonomy to make bold moves as a revenue generating team in its own right so I decided I wanted to focus on levelling up our content, making it more expert-led, value-driven, practical and tactical. I also overhauled our process for how we go about creating new material, such as how do we decide what to work on next, what we included in the content, what tone of voice we used, what topics we covered, and then how we promoted it after we finished. I wanted us to be a brain, using the clues around us to make smart decisions that could drive our marketing function, rather than blindly doing what we were asked to do by sales or a topic that came top of mind for them that morning. It all started with a deep understanding of our buyer personas and then mapping that back out to content based on intent and its purpose. For example, was it a piece for SEO? If so, was it a pillar page? If it was, then X, Y, and Z would happen. If the content was intended for an ebook for a lead gen campaign, then that sparks another series of activities. And again, if we were creating a content piece for the blog, we built a clear process around each type of content including its goals and objectives, depending on the individual use case and an understanding of what it would mean for it to be successful. In the early days, we did use a content calendar. We were a small team. It helped us structure and keep track of our workflow, especially when we needed to get work off the ground quickly. Now that we have a larger team and dedicated content roles based on purpose, we don't actually use a content calendar in the same way. It means we can be more reactive, but it's something I recommend if you're in a similar position where we were back then at, in the early days. Again, because we were a small team initially with very few content roles in-house, I wanted to find ways that we could actually repurpose content to scale. And rather than spending six weeks writing an ebook only to publish it and find out it's a flop, I would use the insights from blog articles we had written in the past. I was looking for any trends in the data and which topics we'd got the most engagement on. We'd then use those insights to build a long-form piece of content compiled from relevant blog posts around a similar topic. This meant we could still get the SEO and organic gains while building out longer-form content that drove the lead gen plays. It meant we weren't having to reinvent the wheel each time either. It meant we could scale fast despite having a small team. Any first time CMO will need to plan for the resources that you have. You can be clever, you can repackage and repurpose, redesign and reshare. It just takes a little more planning. For a cornerstone topic, one that we'd established had good commercial intent and interest, we would activate the content in a number of ways. Multiple blog articles, videos, templates, cadences for the sales team, email signatures, webinar or webinars paid ads, and organic social posts. As I've said many times before, our budget was small back in the day, so we didn't spend a lot on content early doors. But we did slowly learn where to invest more time, effort, and money based on where we saw results or gaps. Our focus was on quality and not quantity. So first, we invested in subject matter expertise over just hiring more writers or freelancers. Today, we have content expertise sitting in three unique areas, each of which has proven to be vital to our scaling and stacking growth success. SEO, we have two SEO experts who are 100% dedicated to working on our key SEO projects, along with maintenance and defense of our current rankings. Journalists, we have two writers who are our story finders. They spend time hanging out where our buyers hang out in communities and Slack groups, talking and listening to subject matter experts. They're tasked with finding what's trending and writing about it in the most actionable, helpful way. journalists are a crucial part of our media machine approach. And then we have our demand gen content execs. These are content execs who sit in, in a pod with our demand gen marketers. We have two pods, each focused on a specific persona. And their response, these content demand gen execs, their responsibilities are becoming experts in that persona, working with our subject matter experts, producing content in all formats that can span and fill our four social, paid social buckets that we call create demand buckets. These are thought leadership, content, product, and social proof. And briefing and scripts for videos, writing campaign-focused blog posts, or helping out with landing page copy. As you scale, you have to think about stacking growth almost like a game of poker. Where are you going to place your bets? How do you balance long and short-term gains? Publishing quality expert-led content and being carefully process-driven to ensure delivery and output was my big bet coming into communism. From there, it's been a case of intuitively scaling this engine. We've gone from gating content where we could easily track the source of a deal back to a single downloadable content asset to running a fully ungated content model where content is firmly wedded into nearly every play that we run.